You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, folks? This is Hot Talk Preview Week 2. I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, along with Nasa Chobie. The Hawks take on the Patriots this week at CenturyLink. But before we get into it, here's Nas with the injury updates. Thanks, Bump. Uh, the Seahawks are actually doing pretty well from an injury standpoint, uh, especially considering the abnormal preseason they had this year. Pete Carroll stepped to the podium earlier this week and provided updates on Philip Dorsett. Cedric Oboihe and got things going with an update on Rasheem Green. It's going to take all week for us to figure it out with him, see how he comes back. Um, he got some tests done today, so we won't know. Um, but otherwise, we're in pretty good shape. Uh, we're going to uh, get Philip Dorsett back on the field today. We'll see how he does ready, uh, get, in getting ready for the weekend. Um, so we're in pretty good shape. Uh, excuse me, I, I didn't mention Cedric. Cedric's still, uh, he's still going to be hampered a little bit. We won't know until the end of the week on Cedric. All right. The Pagers defeated the Dolphins 21-11. to And a big reason for that is Mr. Cam Newton. Next to him, rolls to the right. Cam's going to run it to the 10. Outside to the 5. Newton to the pylon. Got Touchdown, yeah. Patriots. His second in his New England debut. That's a man right there, boy. Woo! Well, we saw this a couple of years ago. Jacoby was set on some of those keepers around in. Then the uh, former Georgia Bulldog team captain, David Andrews, gets handed the ball for the spike. It's a way to smell the goal line and get in and lower your shoulder. Cam did his thing. 15 of 19, 155 yards, no throwing touchdowns, but he did have two rushing touchdowns and had 75 yards on the ground. That's the most since 1977. Needless to say, Nas, this offense is looking a little different with Cam Newton running the show. Oh, it looks night and day different. Honestly, obviously, Tom Brady not in a Patriots uniform for the first time since 2003, so definitely a weird sight to see for Patriots fans and really anyone across the NFL. And Cam Newton, man, he looked like he was back at Auburn, looked like he was back those early days in Carolina running that football. We'll definitely get into him and what that looks like in that offense, but it definitely looks night and day. He is going to carry the pill, and 15 times is a lot for a quarterback. Yes, it is. It is a lot, but we can't forget about Julian Elliman. He had five catches for 57 yards, and I think as the season progresses, his numbers are going to go up because people are going to pay attention to the run. They're going to play some games um, as far as run pass options, but as long as you have Julian Edelman, you have a consistent slot receiver that you can count on. Sony, 10 carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown. They got some running backs, Nas. It's not just Cam, right? They're going to, yeah. as this season goes along, we're going to start hearing more names. Well, I think a lot of what happened, I think probably that we'll talk about, is just what was available to them. Cam is making reads, and it just played out that way that he was carrying the ball as much. But Sony Michelle, a uh, young kid out of uh, Georgia, is a kid that can play. So I think he's going to be a big factor on Sunday. It's going to be a factor, and you cannot talk about the Patriots and not talk about their defense. Last year had one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, lost a few guys because they decided to sit out and move along. Uh, but they still picked off Ryan Fitzpatrick three times this defense can still get it done and it's going to be a different challenge for the Hawks this week absolutely and I think um, I think you look at both teams uh, the Falcons defense compared to the Patriots defense uh, definitely different 
uh, you're looking at something completely different. I feel like the Patriots are picking up where they left off in 2019. As you mentioned, one of the best teams in the NFL. And the thing that they do well is take the ball away. And uh, when you get three turnovers in the game like they did last Sunday, you're going to win a lot of those games. But honestly, Bump, this game was closer than the final score indicated. It was only a 10-point game, but they yeah. didn't they didn't go up until uh, Sony Michelle's touchdown was 523 in the fourth quarter. So the Dolphins were still in this despite turning the ball over three times. Yeah, it was a grinder. And then the way that the pages are playing, you expect to have these type of games, right? They're not super explosive right now. When you run the ball, how many times? 42 times. I mean, you're going to grind the game out. It kind of reminds me of those grinders that the Seahawks used to put together. Mm-hmm. But with this this new offense, you know, we're not we're not going to see much of that, I guess. All right, so the last time these teams played in 2016, let them know what happened. Gronk goes to the far side. He's got Chancellor on him, Brady. He's going to throw the ball up for Gronkowski, who pushes off, and it's incomplete in the end zone. He pushed, he pushed off, and the ball sails over his head in the end zone. With 11 seconds left on fourth down, the Seahawks are going to take over on the one-yard line. With one timeout left, the Seahawks can take a couple of knees. The fans are booing. Holy smoke! The Seahawks are going to win this. That game bump was wild. That was one of, other than the 49ers win on the road last year as an executive producer, that was probably one of the funnest games I've ever worked. Um, To take it down to the goal line on the one-yard line, specifically in New England on Sunday Night Football, Cam Chancellor one-on-one with Rob Gronkowski in the back of the end zone. Everyone down there was crying for pass interference. They didn't get the call. Seahawks win. Great game. Every time these two teams get together, it's definitely going to be some fun stuff. We are not going to mention the team, the time they played before that. <laughs> but the last time they linked up, the Seahawks handled business in New England. So, of course, with Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, every time they link up, it's always going to be a fun matchup. It's always going to be a fun matchup. Contrast of styles. Um, two teams who have been successful for 10 years straight. Uh, the pages for 20 years. Hawks just jumped in about a decade ago. But always love when these two teams get together. Now let's talk about the key matchups. The first one that we touched on a bit is Cam Newton versus Seattle Seahawks defense. He brought some Carolina Panther with them. They're running the read options, the RPOs. Um, they're getting him on the edge. They're making him a runner. Now last week they played against Matt Ryan, who's a guy who's just going to toss the ball around. If he's running, he's getting out the pocket and he's throwing it away. So it presents a different challenge. This defensive line and these linebackers are going to be tested in a different way. What do you expect out of these guys? Well, honestly, like I said, you mentioned it, watching all the zone read stuff, and I got to watch a little bit of the film on them, and it's it's just going to be completely different in the sense of they'll go other packages where it's 12 personnel, where they got two tight ends, where they got yeah. running backs, when they got all this motion, and Cam's reading the end. So it's definitely going to be something where Jamal Adams, I think, is going to play another huge factor when he's in the box, and how are they going to account for him? And I just think Cam, when he comes at you downhill, like you said, it's completely different. This is not a guy where you can just, you know, arm tackle, get him down. He is someone you got to put your chest on him. He's a big dude. And while he's been banged up the last couple of years, um, he missed about 12 games last year and a couple of the year before, he had an all offseason to get ready. He had all this time. He had all these haters, all these doubters talking about him. I don't know how he's going to work in the Patriots system. I don't know how he's going to do this. So the man is motivated. So they're going to get an absolutely motivated Cam Newton. Everything you know about Cam Newton, the bravado. The, the confidence and all that, and just seeing what they can do. And like you mentioned earlier, Sony Michelle, they got good running backs. So really, honestly, defensively, it's going to be about being disciplined, right? What is your responsibility? Who has the quarterback? If you're supposed to crash down and tackle the running back, you tackle them every time. 
you watched a lot of film, Nas. I like the way you spit all that knowledge for these guys right now. Nas has been watching film. He's ready to go. Got to get inside and, the film room. Got to. Hey, you got you got to get right. You got to get right. Um, and I what I appreciate about the New England Patriots is that Josh McDaniels didn't say this is how we do it. Learn our offense. He goes, OK, what are you good at? What do you like to do? We're going to tailor this offense around you so you're successful. Therefore, this team is successful. So it's fun seeing the read, seeing the RPOs. The only thing that I'm worried about is him getting banged up because he is going against B-Wax and KJ riding them boys. And don't forget Jamal Adams, Diggs. Like they're coming downhill to smack him. So he's going to see a different defense. But I appreciate the approach of Josh McDaniels not forcing this um, upon him. So. The defense has to get physical. We established that. You got to wrap cam up and you have to be disciplined with your eyes, right? With those read options. And that DN, that's what's going to be crucial. That DN, he just has to do his job. If your job is to sit there, be patient and make cam wrong as far as handing the ball off or running, just sit there, be patient. No, don't, 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 don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't, don't take the bait. You just be patient and stay there. All right, the next matchup, Stephon Gilmore versus DK, Tyra Lockett in the rest of the game. Now, Gilmore was a defensive player of the year last year. Um, he opened up the week with a pick, man-on-man on, man on the receiver's hips, uh, intercepted the ball, had a nice little run after the catch. This guy's dangerous. What do you see out of Gilmore? He's just, like you, you touched on it a little bit, he's just a technician. He's so fundamentally sound. And the play that you're talking about, he's in man coverage. And as a DB, he's in man coverage. So a lot of times you're locked on the guy's hip, you're locked on the receiver, but he's able to stay disciplined in man coverage and get eyes back on the quarterback. He yep. gets himself in position, runs the route for the receiver. The receiver kind of slips. He has great hands, picks it off, a little run after the catch. He's just incredibly disciplined, and you don't get to defensive player of the year for no reason. I mean, the man is 53 tackles, six picks, two touchdowns, and 20 passes defended. So that's even knowing that he's a lockdown guy, and anytime he gets tried, he's right there. So it's definitely going to be a huge kind of change from last week. Not that the Falcons had a horrible defense or their corners, but they were going against some young guys, right? They are against some yep. younger guys, and that's not going to be the case this year with Stephon Gilmore, the McCourty twins in that secondary. Yeah, the best part, in my opinion, what you said was that he's such a technician that he can play man and get eyes in the backfield. I mean, what do you what do you tell your young DBs when you coach that Meadowdale High School? Get your eyes mm-hmm. out the backfield. Like yep. you do not do that. But when you are Stephon Gilmore and you have 20 pass breakups and reigning defensive player of the year, you can do things like that. The rest of y'all get your eyes out the backfield. Oh, absolutely. When you're telling you when you're telling high school DBs, you if you want to look in the backfield, that guy's you're gonna be watching him completing passes on you all day long. <laughs> but when you're Stephon Gilmore, you can do it. You can do it. All right, next matchup, Julian Edelman versus Shaquille Griffin and Quentin Dunbar. Now, Edelman has been one of the most consistent players in the NFL the past, what, six to eight seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, What I like about Edelman is that he is who he is. He's not going to beat you over the top for big games. Um, He's not going to catch the ball and have great run after the catch. But what he's going to do, he's going to work the zones. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. And he has for sure hands. Now, he had five receptions in week one and I expect those numbers to go up as they start opening up the pass game and and teams are biting down on the runs this guy's gonna get the ball um he had 100 catches 1100 yards 17 1117 yards and six touchdowns with Tom Brady do you expect his numbers to dip a little bit they have to dip a bit just because of the offense that he's in this year right yeah I think they're gonna come down just by just nature of the position and how Cam Newton's going to run the ball a lot more. They're going to be a lot more run focused. So I feel it. It's almost kind of like Doug Baldwin in a sense. And what I mean by that is Doug could have put up 
stupid numbers if he played in a different system all these years. He would have been getting 1,500 yards. He would have been getting 10 touchdowns. He didn't do as much of that because we were running the first team, so he'd made the most of what he could do, and I think Julian's going to do that. Like you mentioned, he's not going to kill you deep. He's not going to do anything crazy, but the man just finds a way to get open. I mean, if you look, he's about to become the second Patriot all-time to have 600 receptions with that team. He's caught a ball in 80 straight, 87, 87 straight games, man. That's a lot of years. So the dude is efficient. He's going to make plays. So, I mean, he's definitely someone they got to look out for. And as you mentioned, all the zone read option, the RPOs are going to open some things up. There's going to be some windows that are going to be the Seahawks secondary. It's going to definitely need to pay attention to. Yeah, they do. And I think this is going to be more of a challenge for Marquise Blair. Because most of the time, Julian's going to be in the slot. Um, they do play him outside a bit, but this is going to be a good test for him. Now, Marquise Blair had a good week last week. First time starting at nickel, uh, was on the receiver's hip at all times. Now, this is a different challenge. Is this a different type of receiver? You know, he's, he's, he's a veteran. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. So I'm interested to see how Marquise Blair plays with this opportunity. All right, the last matchup we're going to look at. Good old Ken Norton Jr. versus Josh McDaniels, DC versus OC. The you feel like the the scheme hasn't changed a bit on defense for the Hawks, but the aggressiveness is there. Like they're still using the same scheme. They just tweaked it up a little bit. On the other hand, you have it looks like a completely different offense with Josh McDaniels. But let's remind the folks that he did coach Tim Tebow, who was sort of the same type of quarterback that Cam Newton was and has success. So this isn't his first time kind of doing something like this, but it's a clash of the Titans. Is the revamped defense or the revamped offense going to be superior this week? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a definitely a chess match between the two, especially because a point I wanted to make is we felt, we talked about this on the postgame show, we felt like Atlanta did not do enough to account for Jamal Adams. It almost kind of felt like he was the other safety. You know, in a run scheme, sometimes you're like, okay, well, we're not going to count for that safety. We're going to block these guys, and our guy's going to make yeah. him miss one-on-one. It did, I didn't feel like they accounted for him enough, and he was an absolute nightmare all game last week. So it would be really interesting to see how Josh McDaniels accounts for Jamal Adams, especially with how many times we bought pressure last week and how many times Jamal Adams specifically came down in the box and was coming right off that edge. So it will be really interesting to see how they defend him. And then on the other side, for, uh, for Ken Norton, we know that the Patriots came out and ran the crap out of the ball last week. That does not yep. mean they're going to do that this week, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's always – I feel like you can be kind of vanilla in week one, especially offensively. So I would look for McDaniels to pull a lot of stuff out of, out of the sleeve to try to exploit kind of what we do. But I think the back and forth is going to be fun. And I think McDaniels is going to force the Hawks to stay in that base. I think he wants them in that base. And that's where he can exploit those play actions, those RPOs, um, because you, you see it being set up. It's like, there's no way they're going to run Cam 15 times every week. There's mm -hmm. no way. Unless if they want him here at the end of the season, there is no way. So every week you got to show something different. That's why I believe as the season goes along, we're going to see Cam and spread three by two, two by two sets, and then really throwing it and just adding to his game. So, yeah, I'm excited to see it, man. It's going to be a different game for sure. It's not going to look like it did last week. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be a traditional 24, 21, you know, type game. So, um, I'm excited to see what happens there. Coming up to uh, to to the Pacific Northwest, 12s, you're not going to be there, but they're going to be home, and, and they'll be cheering loud for them at home. Definitely be there in spirit. And it's the first time now New England's having to travel, and everything is different with COVID. they got to come to the West Coast. It's not an early game, so that'll kind of help out with that. But, uh, no, it'll be definitely interesting to see what they do. And, honestly, when you talk about with football – 
after your first game, because like when you're preparing for the first game, you really don't know what you're going to see. I mean, you've, yeah. I feel like you practice all training camp for that first series. <laughs> after that first series happens, first three yeah. plays, everything's out the window. You're just playing ball. Now there's an actually a game of game film. And like you said, it's a chess match. I know you in your first game, let's put all of this on film. So now mm-hmm. guys are thinking, okay, if Cam's going to run it. Cam's going to run it. I start going and you lose eye discipline. And before you know it, they're going over the top. So it'll be fun to see for sure. Sunday night football, baby. It- and that's why, and that's also why I think the Hawks are going to come out. And they're not. Everyone's super juiced about Russell Gore and thirty-one for thirty-five. I get it; it's awesome. But it's like, okay, now that's on film. What do you think New England's going to try to take away? How do you counter that? You got to run the football. So it's week two, man. Week two might be the most fun week for analysts, I mm-hmm. guess, because Absolutely. we're like, okay, who are they for real? Like, is this really who they are? Is it circumstances? Man, I'm excited. Sunday night football. You said it. Let's go, man. Let's go. Right. Come on, baby. Let's get it. Path to victory. Cam Newton cannot go crazy on the ground. If this dude rushed for 100 yards, near 100 yards, and then you got Sony back there, if he goes for 60 or 80, that's going to be trouble for the Seattle Seahawks. I think that you can control a team uh, more that wants to throw the ball 50 times because there's more room for error, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to complete 80% of your passes. But running the rock, and you got options in the backfield. You can grind the team down, so they can't let Cam and those boys go nuts on the ground. Absolutely not, and also it just goes back to time of possession. I think that was a big thing in New England's first victory. They, I think they had 34 minutes time of possession to only Miami's 25, so if you can't stop the run, your defense is on the field for a long time, and number three doesn't have the ball in his hands, which you never want. You never want that. Another path to victory. Chris Carson has to get going. Russ did his thing on Sunday. It's nice that he has that in his bag, that they can come out the very first play and try to take a shot and keep that thing going. But end of the day, this is football. And if you can control the ground, you can control the game. Chris Carson was still a factor in the game last week. Still had two receiving touchdowns, um, caught a couple screens, looked nice. But that's not why they're paying him. They're paying him to run it between the tackles and deliver blows and to set the tempo early do you expect them to feature him more this week oh absolutely I think um as much as it uh annoys certain Seahawks fans and certain Seahawks Twitter I won't be surprised (laughs) if we see a lot of drive charts that go run run pass especially early on just to get Chris involved I think Chris needs I think he needs about 15 carries and I think he makes in Carlos Hyde seven or eight just so we can establish a run get the guys up front comfortable in the run game and I think um that'll just open stuff up for Russell DK Tyler Greg Olson and the rest of the gang. Yep. Another path to victory. Keep Jamal Adams active. Now you mentioned it. They're going to account for this dude. They're not just going to let him fly off that back edge. Every play he he walks up and and let him just get loose. They have to account for him. So how do you counter that? You move him around. There was a heat chart on chart on Twitter that I saw of Jamal Adams pre-snap. Now they were moving him around, putting him in different spots, but you feel like they need to do more of that. Yeah, no, I think they need, he needs to be everywhere. He needs to be in the box. He needs to be walked up. He needs to be at a deep safety. You need to run some cloud and some sky stuff where he, he's showing different looks and then coming down, especially with that explosiveness. So I think you just need to keep moving around and just make it harder for guys to account for him because you never know where he's going to be on the field. All right, last one we got here, Nas, is start fast and put pressure on them. Show up and show out in prime time. We all know what the Hawks do in prime time, man. They, you know, they, they put on their their, their Sunday's best. Mm-hmm. They're out there sharp, looking fresh. And something about this organization, they get up for these big games. Big credit to Pete Carroll. He's played in so many big games or coached in so many big games in his career. Um, they have to feed off of him. And it's I know the 12s aren't going to be there, but 
the Hawks found a way to get themselves going for that Atlanta game. That very first series, you felt it. It just felt something was different about that football team as far as the energy and the speed that they play with. They got to get going at home on Sunday. Yes, sir. Something about energy and being together with the guys. It's all about you. There's no one in the stands. There's no one to get feet off of, to get hyped off. It's just them. It starts with the players. So you look for number 33, 54, those guys to get the boys hyped and ready to go. And they're definitely not going to disappoint in primetime. They're not going to disappoint. You heard it there from Nassin Choby. I'm Michael Bumpus. This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 2. The Pats are coming up to the Northwest Sunday Night Football. Get your popcorn. We'll see you all in a minute.